0: Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your two-time PACE award-winning hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub.
1: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, we have, uh, we got to start the podcast off today with a little sad news. The MDOC, um, you know, said farewell to... Uh, a great agent and department employee. Dana Bry was, uh, her funeral was held last week and it was attended by Director Washington and Deputy Director Marlin. So I know there's, you know, a lot of people out in CFA and in FOA still grieving, but we remember Dana as uh, an awesome, great agent. So um, I hate to start the podcast off with sad news, Chris, but um, important to say that and say, say farewell to a, a great, a great person. No,
2: Absolutely. And like we mentioned last week, you know, there are services and programs available through ESP and, and TISM, things like that for, for staff that, that they need those services, and we would definitely encourage people to reach out and to seek those out if they need those. We want to take a, a turn to talk about some other things that happened uh, in the department last week. And as everyone knows, we're going through budget season right now, and we've been testifying in front of both the House and the Senate uh, Appropriations Subcommittees. The director testified a few weeks ago uh, and kind of kicked things off, and then now Kyle Kaminsky, uh, our legislative liaison and rancher administrator, has been taking that over. did a great job last week in front of the Senate uh, talking about the food service plan. It was pretty much an entire hour talking about the whole the, the plan, the transition for going back to state workers, how it's going to be different than the way it was when when we had it before. We're not just going back to the way things used to be. We're taking a whole new look, a whole new fresh approach. The director has assembled a huge team of people from all across the department, every level, to try to look at all the different things that go into food service. Kyle went through a lot of that stuff, a lot of the nitty kind of gritty details, and so we made our case to the Senate, and we we'll have some more hearings, actually, for those who are listening uh, when this comes out on Tuesday, there'll be another one, and on Wednesday and where we'll be talking about our population projections, and so Jeff Anderson from our research and planning office uh, will be there to talk about our population projections, which uh, continue to look, continue to head in, in a downward trend, and so so that's good, that means offender success, and a lot of the things that we were doing are working, and that we're continuing to see that, that downward uh, trend in our
1: population, so so that'll all be uh, discussed uh, in the hearing uh, this week. So uh, you know, it's it's March, and you even you know it's March. The new podcast is coming out. is was in the, a friend of the pod? That's true. So
2: last year, gosh, it was already a year. Yeah, it was. it was already. It was last year that we talked with uh, the co-host of the most popular podcast in the entire country. I don't know how we did that, but we, we, we did it. We nailed a big fish in that yeah. one when we got to talk with Nigel Poor, who is the co-host of Ear Hustle and so everybody who's a, a big fan of that podcast, which is a great great podcast out of California that's run by the prisoners uh, and they talk with other prisoners and it's really, really super interesting. So if you haven't had a chance to I would definitely, you've got a couple days you can uh, binge and listen to all of season one, then starting on March 14th pretty much sure they come out weekly kind of like yeah. us, you know, the us, you know, oh, come out, everybody! Come everybody copies yeah, us right. come out weekly, um, but season two uh, will will hit the airwaves uh, of your Ear Hustle. So, if you wanted to catch up on on what they did in season one, or listen to our interview that we did with Nigel to familiarize yourself a little bit and hear some behind the scenes stuff, because when we talked to her last year, she uh, gave us some uh, a heads up on some of the episodes that they're working on. So, I might have to go back and listen to myself so That's I right. can remember we'll yeah, yeah. some of the, the topics that they're going to cover. Which I know they wanted to try to talk about death row, yep. something obviously unique to. To California compared to Michigan. Um, but there's a couple other projects that they're working on that I've seen in some stories, too, that have been written about Season 2 that are coming up that I'm very interested to hear about. So I know that we've got a shout-out coming, but uh, yeah. our interview uh, that we'll have after that, you know, it's, it's Sunshine Week. So it's a big week for government H- happy, transparency. Happy Sunshine Week, everybody. Yeah, Happy Sunshine Week. And so uh, usually they're, usually Sunshine Week is celebrated by somebody, uh submitting a Freedom of Information Act request and then finding something out and writing sometimes a negative story about whether it's about the department or about state government. Uh, but we want to take this time to really kind of turn the table and, and talk about all the ways in which we are transparent. And, and we do comply with uh, you know more than a thousand FOIAs every year. We'll get into the exact numbers, but it, there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, and on top of that, there's just a ton of information that we just give away. When people ask us, we don't make them even go through the FOIA process. And, and as well as there's tons of information online if people want to know <coughs> Uh, all the different contracts that FOA or CFA has, you can go on the DTMB website and you can read all 500 pages of <laughs> of a contract. Everything is there online, so there's sounds like something pages. you would do, Chris, on your, on your, as, your as spare a, time on weekends. As but. a reporter, yeah, I used to <laughs> used to do that. Not not so much anymore. Um, But now I can send reporters to that website, and they they can look it up. They don't have to submit a FOIA. We just put it all online for them. So there's lots of ways in which uh, the Department of Corrections and and Michigan, as a state government, uh, is is incredibly transparent, and so we'll talk about that. But first, I think we should get to our shout-out.
1: Yeah, the director's uh, current director award winner, James Foltz. This is James Foltz. Employment Counselor at the Vocational Village at the Richard A. Hamlin Correctional Facility. I want to give a shout out to Dan Seal, Title I teacher Aid. Whether it's testing, covering classes, or preparing young offenders for the GED, Dan is always up to the challenge and does so with a smile on his face. Thanks, Dan. All right. Well, thanks, James. That's a, that's a great shout out. And uh, you know, Chris, if, if people out there listening are, are much like me, they have no idea what Sunshine Week is or was. And uh, it's a big week for you. It's uh, you know, you're the spokesperson for the Department of Corrections, and you know, you get a lot of uh, inquiries from media, from the public. Why don't you tell everybody what this week is, Chris? What what is this week? Is important? It's very, very important. It's uh, Sunshine Week. What does that mean to us? Because it's it's raining now. <laughs> It's actually raining out right now, so what's Sunshine Week mean to us? Shouldn't you be the one to define that? I guess I can. I, I guess so. It's a week of government transparency, and we're very proud of this week because, you know, we, get, we do get a lot of requests, and we are very transparent. So I think it's important for us to share some of the things that, that we do, some of the things we have going on. And we have on today Andy Phelps, who is in the Office of Legal Affairs. And Andy, welcome to Field Days.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it, Greg. Yeah, thanks for coming
1: on. So why don't you tell us what uh, what your job is now and kind of what you've done in the department.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm the manager of the Policy and FOIA section in the Office of Legal Affairs. So we process the vast majority of the FOIA requests that come into the department. Um, I'm actually only in this job for a little over almost two months now. So uh, okay. but probably by the time this podcast airs, it will be right about two months.
1: Well, so. congratulations on your on your new job. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Appreciate it. Prior to that, um, a lot of people know me. I worked in litigation for a long time, for uh, around two and a half years. And then prior to that, I did FOIA for MDOC. I did, uh, I was, I guess, another two and a half years. So it's kind of weird. I got two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, because yeah. I've almost been exactly five years with the Department of Corrections.
1: So it sounds like after about two and a half, you get bored and you move on. To your right. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> don't tell my bosses You're, then, you're like but, a millennial. I mean, you're like a millennial. Man. Oh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> that, I believe that's a curse word, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> I would not want to do that.
1: So, well, thanks for sharing that. And, and we, you know, obviously, this podcast that we do here is is mainly for our staff and to and to get the you know to get the word out to our staff what's sure. going on in the department, to advocate and kind of uh, talk about the great people that we have. But, you know, I want this podcast. I think this podcast should be for you know our, our media friends and for the general public um, to understand kind of what what we do and what this week's about. But it's not just this week, obviously. You know we're 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 doing this stuff every day, all day. So let's talk about. You said FOIA. FOIA our, is what?
0: FOIA stands for Freedom of Information Act. You know, it's a it's one of the, basically the sunshine laws, they're called across the country, but ours is called the Freedom of Information Act and it was originally passed in 1976. So that's what, whenever the public requests information from a public body, we're the ones who respond to that.
1: Okay, so if somebody wants to request, has a FOIA request, how many of those do you get a year, would you say?
0: Um, in MDOC last year, we processed. Uh, just over sixteen hundred FOIA requests in the department as a whole.
1: So, oh, that, is, is that a high number? It seems high to me. Is that
0: that you know what that, that, that is high? Um, but we've done more. Okay. Um, I know we've done almost two thousand before since I've been here. So, just year to year, it varies. But we're always in that 1600, 1,800 range.
1: Okay. And what is the process for someone to submit a FOIA request?
0: It's very simple. The only requirement under FOIA is that you submit it in writing. So you can't call, you can't make, pick up the phone and call us and say, okay. I want to send in a FOIA request. It has to be in writing. I don't care if you write it on a napkin. I don't care if you type it up. I don't care how you do it. It just has to be in writing. Or email. Email counts as writing, too. Okay,
1: so I want to officially tell you I want a, I want a FOIA request for Chris Gouts. Is that, is, that, is that how you do this?
0: A FOIA request for Chris Gouts? Yeah. Well, we can't produce Chris Gouts. <laughs> okay, okay. He's okay. not a public <laughs> record, so.
1: I'm a public body. That's, <laughs> right, that's there it. you go. Well, with
2: the 1,600 uh, requests, uh, whether people think that that's a big or small number. That, that translates into a, a lot more documents uh, how many how many pages of material comes from a 1600 request last
0: year just in response to FOIA requests it was almost 100,000 sheets of paper pages responsive so 99,386. Wow. Wow. and how so. many how many people are processing those hundred thousand pages well in central office who does the vast majority of the requests we do approximately 75 percent of the requests come into central office we have two staff members who process the FOIA requests mm-hmm. on a regular basis yeah
2: I think people don't understand this I don't know if you want to give your your staff a shout-out because they yes. work so hard. Amy
0: Nelson, Brianna Newton, amazing. They do a lot of hard work. It's difficult because you get a lot of stuff in that you don't... It's FOIA is a tough balance um, between the public's right to know and our necessary need to protect certain information, whether that's security information, whether that's privacy of both staff and prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a tough job to look through all these documents to determine, you know, because we want to be transparent right. and we do that as much as possible. but There's certain things we, we can't release for various reasons.
2: Yeah, and you know they have to know all the laws we have. Obviously, we're very focused on safety, like you said, but also, you know, victims' rights. We have a lot of crime victims that are mentioned in, in some of these things. I guess, what kinds of things are you finding that people ask us for most often?
0: The vast majority of our requests, at least that come into central office, are for prisoners' families prisoners coming up for parole, you know, they want a copy of their file, record office file, central office file, whatever that is, um, to present to the parole board saying, look, I don't have any tickets, look, I'm doing really well, look, all the you know, different things like, look at all the programming I've had. Um, that's the majority of the requests. But at the same time, those are difficult to reveal because those documents are not created for public consumption. Throughout those documents, they take a lot of time to look for, like you said, victim information. Um, there could be information on visitors. There could be, I mean, a whole slew of stuff, safety and security stuff, spawns. So all that stuff has to be read thoroughly before it goes out.
2: Right. Plus all just the basic information like social security numbers. Oh, yeah. Addresses absolutely. Addresses all, all that, all that history, kind of yeah. stuff. Right.
0: Exactly. You can think of any number of items right that, um would be in there that we couldn't we wouldn't want to release so
2: right and and by law the, and by law it, yeah. yeah and so sometimes when when reporters or members of the public when they get a document and it's got all it just looks like a CIA document where it's just all <laughs> right. packed out yeah. it's not because we're trying to hide something it's nope. because there's legitimate information in there that we're Correct. not allowed yeah, to we do, not, we do allowed not have share. area
0: 51 here at MDOC
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although some people might think we do we right <laughs> Um, you said you said it's families uh, after family members. Is it, is it more media? Is it attorneys? Is it we get a lot of
0: attorneys. Same kind of reasoning, mm-hmm. um, but we do get a lot of media. I mean, last year um, we got 60 media requests, so that's five a month. Mm-hmm. so um which is a lot so um and those take a lot of time too to process um but attorney requests we did almost 500 of those for the same a lot of that's the same reason as the public stuff you know guys come up for parole or he has another case they're working on mm-hmm. could be a whole slew of things you know, you know
1: andy it's it's amazing that you, you said you only have two staff working on all this stuff correct that's that's amazing that you have this many requests this many um, pages to go through and you have two staff so i mean that's that's some pretty good stuff. And it is. I mean, it's, it's a lot
0: of work. And I don't want to shortchange our facility staff because the other 25% are processed by staff at the facility. Mm-hmm. And and these staff, God bless them, you know, beyond their other duties that they're doing, they get a FOIA request uh, mm-hmm. that can really throw a wrench into things. Right. So um, I, I don't want to shortchange them. They do the other 25% and they do a really good job.
2: What kinds of things are, are people getting straight from the facilities that they're not coming to central office for?
0: Normally it's basic stuff. Um, when I say basic stuff, I don't mean a basic information sheet. I need a copy of a guy's... Uh, I'm just trying to think off the top. of my it's something that's only at local, the facility, local, yeah, yeah, local facility right. stuff. Okay. Something that would only be there. They'll process that at the facility rather than here. Mm-hmm. But anytime something gets complicated, um, anytime, for example, if it's a media request, right.
2: um, those come up. Yep, yeah,
0: they'll come up. Or may, you know, a lot of times, you know, employee requests, things like that. We'll handle those at central office yeah. just because we we handle the volume. We handle. We know how to, we know how to process those. Yeah, I know so,
1: I enough. Mean, FOA, way I've not run you know, the Lansing Pro office for years, that we get we get a lot of requests that come up. Um, locally through, yeah. the, through the office, so mm-hmm. let me forward those right to you guys. Yeah,
0: <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. And,
2: at, and at the facilities, is it the administrative assistant, or does it vary? Who, who is it varies. Most of
0: the time it is administrative assistant, but, you know, sometimes it's the record office supervisor. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, you know, someone else who, you know, has maybe has a different job. I've had a Russes and Rums, you know, who are backup FOIA coordinators who, for whatever reason, something happens to the AA, and they're thrust into that. So mm-hmm. uh, when we do training around the state, we, you know, it could be anybody.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I agree. Your your staff, you know, downstairs, to do an awesome job. Amy and Marie, and, and uh, I can't mm-hmm. thank them enough for all the help that uh, I've received uh,
0: from Good. them. When,
2: when I've personally been had my emails and documents FOIA'd, so I know. Yeah, that, you know how that goes. <laughs> so yeah, that so was them. by me, Chris. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's weird being on the other side of it because when I was a reporter, I would FOIA people's emails all the right. time, and now my stuff is. You didn't think is,
0: anything of it, right? Now, now my you stuff think is a lot more. Yes.
2: Right. Uh, aside from you know the. Processing it, um, there's also there can be a cost uh, to doing this because some of these can be pretty expensive. Do you have an idea of percentage-wise how many of the requests that come in that we don't charge for that are just here's the document?
0: Yeah, well, out of the in central office, I can tell you those numbers. And last year in central office, we did 1,195 FOIA requests. And out of those, only 182 had a fee. Okay? So
2: that's pretty good.
0: Everyone thinks it's a crazy percentage, but that's less than 10%. I think that's pretty good. We try to make a point to not, and I know I've heard of, you know, through the grapevine, other, you know, especially local government, different things like that, they may have, sure. they try to charge fees for things. We don't do that at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's easier just to send those out you know get it out and over with because most of them are not that difficult right you know if you're just pulling out a file it doesn't take that long you know pull out a file scan it through make the redaction send it out it's done so less than 10 percent of our requests mm-hmm. had a fee so which which i'm which i'm really proud of that's yeah. good
2: no i think that's really good because you do hear those horror stories of you know, yeah
0: you only hear about the big fees that's it right. you know in the me oh they're trying to you know rip us off we don't do that
2: right And and when we have had large fees, it's because um, even with us working with with folks, whether it's through the media or other individuals, they'll come and they'll say, I want every email sent or received by these 15 people for the last two years. And that could be... Oh, it's 50, enormous. 50,000 emails and 100,000 pages of stuff to, to look Which at. Which all
0: need to be individually reviewed. By two people. Well, not by two. Well, by one <laughs> of two people, yeah, yeah. And that takes time. And
2: that takes, the, it could be their whole day for weeks on And end. it's
0: not that we want to, we have to, We. it's not like we're reviewing it because we want to be jerks. I mean, the state right. law says we have to. We yeah. have to look at these things because there's certain things that we cannot release. Right. Um, so we need to look through that page by page by page. Yeah. So, yeah, it can be a ton of work. You have to really think about it from the other end when you're making this request. I mean, it's easy to say, I want everything, everyone has, and right. To me now, it's unfortunately not that simple. Right,
2: and, and I can speak from experience in, in working with you and with Amy and and, and your staff. That uh, sometimes when we've gotten those requests and we, we've gone back to the the requester and said, "Look." it seems like what you're really after is this, but the way that you worded your request would mean that we'd have to search through all of this. And I don't think right. that's what you really want, right. and it would cost a lot of money, so how about we do this? We do that
0: all the time. And sometimes you know, they
2: say yes, and sometimes they say no. And a lot
0: no. of times, too, that's with media, too. I mean, right. we want to be able to help you know right. help each other out. In the end, we don't want to send you a big fee request. Right. At the same time, if I can tell based on what you're asking for, listen, you may want to do it this way, what do you think about narrowing it? And most of the time, people are mm-hmm. willing to do that. Because in the end, you know, we're, we don't want to charge you a big fee. They don't want to pay a big fee. They just want some certain piece of information. So we do that yeah. a lot, actually.
2: As a reporter, I always appreciated that. Sometimes uh, people as reporters or, or just members of the public may want to go on a fishing expedition right. and, just, and just see what they can find. But most of the time... Most of the time, I don't find
0: that. We yeah. When we get those now, I mean... It, it's rare that, that someone doesn't want to narrow their scope just because you know, they don't want to pay the fee and they want to get the information. Yeah.
2: So, What would you say why it's important uh, to, to have this uh, part uh, of the department and, and why is it important to, to process these and gain, provide this kind of information?
0: Well, it's really important. Um, the public obviously has a right to know. There are they pay our paychecks. There are there are bosses in the end, and they have the right to know the goings on of government and what's happening in government. Um, so it's important that we're able to provide this to them when they make a request. I want to be able to give that to them, and that's one thing I do like about FOIA. It's a very pro-disclosure statute. FOIA is not a situation where everything's exempt, and we give you what it's FOIA says. Everything FOIA says everything is. Open to the public, right. minus these very narrow exemptions. So, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good thing. I think it helps keep us honest, and it helps the public be in the know of what uh, what's going on in the state and in the department. Yeah.
1: So, do you feel like you know more about what's going on in the department now? I do. I, I yeah, I, I do feel sunshiny now. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, this is good information. The clouds have opened because right? you know. Yeah, when Chris says, "Hey, we'll do, we gotta do a podcast uh, during Sunshine Week," I have no idea. I had no idea what that what that meant. So, um, yeah, I, I am definitely informed today, and uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on and kind of sharing um, you know some stats and, and some thoughts and some thank yous to your staff and the people around the department who help you out. Uh, I think that's important for them to hear that. and uh, yeah I learned, I learned a lot, Chris. I, I learned. Uh, Has anybody ever FOIA
2: uh, Greg's emails?
1: I'm just putting that out there. You know what? <laughs> The answer, just say no. I'm, I'm hesitant <laughs>
0: to answer that because I don't want to start something, but I don't think I've seen Chris is Greg always trying to start something, <laughs> Andy. You know that.
1: It's only fair. Mine get done. You,
0: you have a lot of catching up to do yeah. before you get to Chris. I never
1: so. would be at Chris's level ever. So. No, but, you know, Andy, seriously, you know, you, you do you do uh, a very tough job because you have to know laws. You have to know what's exempt, what's not exempt. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this job, hey. um, not to not to mention your managing people, uh, staff. So, you know, you got a tough job, and, and we appreciate what you do every day and um, you know, in the work that goes into this job that you're doing. So thank you for everything Thank you. you I appreciate it. I like,
0: I'm one of the few people I, I can honestly say I like FOIA. It's a, it's a, it's a fun thing to be able to, because honestly it's, you're helping people in a lot of cases, especially, you know, these family members, different, I mean, I mean victims in a lot of cases, you're helping these people, you know, get a light into government, which yeah. I like. Yeah.
1: So I've never heard anybody say that. So that's the first two, Chris, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, thank you for coming on field day today. We appreciate you sharing. Um, you know, everything you know about this law, what what people can do to um, submit
0: requests, how many requests we get a year. So, thanks for coming out. We yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And uh, anyone has any questions, obviously contact us. FOIA requests, like I said, if you ever need to make one, just make it in writing. Respond to you and within five days. Good deal. Thanks.
2: Thanks, Annie. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing
1: to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at Mi corrections and on Twitter, at MichiganDOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOCFOA, and the CFA account at MDOCCFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Days. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days podcast.